February 9th of 2004, 21-year-old UMass student Maura Murray drove from her dorm in Amherst, Massachusetts to the White Mountains of New Hampshire. At approximately 7.27 p.m., Maura spun out her 1996 Saturn on a hairpin turn on Route 112 in North Haverhill. There has never been a credible sighting of Maura since. Maura is 5 foot 7 inches tall. She weighs 120 pounds, and she has brown hair and hazel eyes. If you have any information regarding Maura's disappearance, please submit it to us, the Murray family at Direct at gmail.com, or the New Hampshire State Police Cold Case Unit. This is Missing Maura Murray. back to Missing Maura Murray. I'm Tim here today with Lance. Lance, how are you today? I couldn't be better. Could not be better today, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great, Lance. It's Monday morning, and uh, this episode, we're speaking with Trixie from Reddit. Reddit is a social media platform where people come together to discuss Maura Murray's case, and Trixie is one of the moderators of one of the bigger subreddits. It was a really interesting conversation for me personally because I have only had some real peripheral experience with Reddit. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit older than I let on. Uh, I I do not uh, frequent Reddit, and I'm now introduced to what a subreddit is. And I, I know some of the listeners or probably all of the listeners out there are like, what? How do you not know what a subreddit is? You know, I've only just kind of seen seen subreddits that people have sent me. So just getting over that hump was super interesting for me personally to understand what the subreddit is, that there is one specifically dedicated to Mora. And there's, you know, there's one sp- specifically dedicated to a lot of topics. But the, the case of Mora Murray has its own subreddit. Uh, this or subreddits. This one is a huge one, and and Trixie is one of the moderators of of the subreddit. We know how social media, especially with Morris Case, can turn people against each other when it comes to theories and uh, personalities. I had no idea how uh, toxic it can get, especially for Trixie. Uh, on Reddit. Exactly. Um, it, it is very eye-opening, actually, speaking with Trixie and hearing some of the intricacies of that community, because as you said, Lance, we're not so ingrained in that community. I've recently joined it and uh, have posted a couple of the transcripts from the episodes we pulled. So I'm trying to get used to it, and it's been very enjoyable for me so far. Um, but I'm with you. It, the whole thing it was a little confusing to me. I'm getting, again, getting more used to it. I did not realize how deep and nasty it got out there. Trixie helps walk us through that. Which is really interesting because we've seen some some of the uh, nastiness that goes on in regards to this case on Twitter and on Facebook and, uh, you know, any anywhere else, just in emails and to be continually impressed by the level of toxicity by you know when you go to something like the more murray uh, subreddit that's pretty impressive and my hat's off to trixie for um 
moderating that one. She says she's never seen it in any of the other groups. Uh, this is something that we want to bring to the table because, you know, we don't want to contribute to that. We don't want to contribute to the toxicity and the drama. We want to point it out, first of all, because uh, it needs to be pointed out so that the people who actually want some change here can look at that and, and try to snuff it out, you know, try to try to stamp that out. Um, it's not doing anything productive. And it's like a whole psychological experiment to try to figure out why it's even happening in the first place. Great point. I think a lot of people wonder if someone involved in Maura Murray's disappearance has ever been involved in the online community. And I think that's always been a concern or a, or curiosity with this case. And I think we've heard that from the early days, even from the police, that they, they monitor these things. So that that is a possibility, you know, and I think that adds a lot of intrigue to a place like Reddit because it is so anonymous and you don't know who's there and who could be messaging you. And uh, we want to read a message that someone got, someone named Jamie got on Reddit uh, recently. And uh, we're going to read that in the outro because it is quite nasty. And uh, we don't want to sort of introduce the topic with quite that nastiness. We want to to let you go through this this interview with Trixie because she knows a lot about the case and she's an observer um, of this community, a community that we're not super familiar with. So she is helpful. And this is a good conversation and I hope you find it valuable too. So stay tuned for that outro. All right, everybody, keep talking. We're going to post the Get Vocal from uh, last Thursday with the prosecutors. We're going to post that as a podcast episode probably this week. Keep talking. Everyone's intentions become more clear the more we keep talking. Okay, so please keep it up. Absolutely. And if you're available on Thursday night, 9 p.m., get vocal. That's where you can interact with us. We typically change from topic to topic, but we're sprinkling in more of the uh, more Murray dialogue because it is the best place to interact, especially uh, in real time about cases. Moore's case is uh, the one that draws the biggest amount of attention, but we will have other cases in there. So if we could just keep this community going, you know, everyone who shows up for Moore's case, show up for the next case. Start talking about that one, too. Uh, this is the movement that we're trying to create with this interactive platform called Get Vocal. Yes, Lance, and definitely follow Private Investigations for the Missing, too, because we do cover some of those cases on Get Vocal Nights, so make sure you follow the social pages for Private Investigations for the Missing. You can donate, too. Uh, Lance and I are on the board. It is a nonprofit uh, run by Bruce Maitland, whose daughter Brianna Maitland went missing in 2004 from Vermont. Don't forget to sign the petition for the Blue Ribbon campaign and give us five stars on your favorite podcast listening app. Welcome to the podcast, Trixie. How's it going today? It's going pretty good. How about you? It's really going pretty well here um and we're really excited to have you join us um i don't know if we've ever done anything like this before so you might be the inaugural guest for uh, for something like this so congrats thank you very exciting yeah so you are a moderator from um one of the reddit pages a reddit sub what is it what is it? it's called a sub i'm very new to reddit so i apologize if my terminology is off a bit but i know it's called a sub and i know there's two of them but you um, run or you're the mo one of the moderators of the find Mora Murray sub and uh, right. and it was created in 2015 actually October of 2015 so that's that's quite a ways yeah quite a long time ago 
Well, I wasn't actually the one who created it. Okay. That was um, somebody else. And then it's changed hands numerous times since then and then ended up with me. Now, I, I know that most people don't need a background on what Reddit is and what a sub is on Reddit, but could you just give a quick, you know, I guess like a like a uh, Cliff Notes version? Because I know some people who follow this case will look at you know, uh, someone commenting about something on Reddit. And then personally, when before I started going on Reddit, I was a little bit intimidated by the community uh, that, that contributes there. They're, they're like very very sharp and they're very yeah. quick with what they say and i feel uh like i'm out of my league when i'm there so um just because i never got the cliff note version so if you don't mind could you just provide us with a little cliff note version of of what reddit is sure it's it's a social media platform much like you know facebook or chat rooms and stuff like that where people discuss the case or you know various other things if you're looking at reddit broadly you can do it without people knowing who you are. And I, I, a lot of people feel like they're f more free to talk there than they would be on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, because, you know, who you are is hidden. Right. So you're saying the potential anonymity that Reddit provides or offers um, could actually bring the outcome of of really really hearing the the most true voice out there yeah that that's my opinion on it is that a lot of people will say one thing on facebook and then come to reddit and say something else i mean i i've seen that happen with with people before have you seen that happen specifically in maura's case yeah yeah i mean i've seen people where it's like oh you know i don't you know i don't like certain people in the community you know on facebook but then they come over to reddit and all of a sudden they're like best friends with the person. And maybe it's because I have a tendency of knowing occasionally who was who on there that I see that. But Interesting. Yeah, so you're in like the position to kind of see if someone's playing games uh, occasionally. Yes, I am. Which probably most of the time makes sense and is probably right along that same line. As, as you mentioned before, it's really because of the anonymity that Reddit offers. Right. And I mean, some people will, will freely admit who they are and and then other people prefer to hide. And that, that that's fine. I mean, if you don't want people to know your name, then, you know, it should be on your terms. OK. And what got you interested in Reddit in the first place? And how did you um, become the moderator? Is it am I using the right term, the moderator of this particular sub? Yes. Well, I got, I mean, you'd have to go back to when I, I first got interested in the case, which is when the Disappeared episode came out. And I started looking up everything I could find, which took me to various websites. And then Reddit happened to pop up in my search queue. And so that was my first exposure to Reddit was actually through the case. And the, I, I had some moderator experience or rather admin experience through my gaming I have a couple of websites that I used to, to, you know, help organize things and on Facebook and stuff like that. And so the other prior moderator was like, hey, do you want to be a moderator with me? And I said, sure. And she went through an awful lot of harassment and she ended up leaving. There I was. I didn't know much about Reddit. I didn't know how to moderate. She never really showed me. I, I just learned as I went along. Well, you seem like you're doing a pretty good job. Um from what I've seen and from what I know. So well done. 
Thank you. I try. It, it's it's definitely not easy sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, what are some of the more difficult moments that you have to overcome, especially when you're dealing with people in the Maura Murray community? Really, it's it's navigating what what's free speech and what's not free speech and what's an attack on somebody and trying to use my best judgment to let people be able to voice their opinions and voice their thoughts and not get attacked for it. You know, there's asking questions and then there's outright attacking somebody. And sometimes that's a struggle because people will phrase a question a certain way and the question is valid, but you know, at the same time, they're calling somebody a jerk, you know, Hey jerk, answer this question. It's like, you had a valid question, but you got to take out the jerk part. <laughs> what <laughs> What is it about people that makes them do that? Do you think just the anonymity of it that they can just like float words out there and let things fly? I, I think it's that, and I think it's part that, and it's part they get passionate about the case, and you know I'm right, so you know that's that. And I've always taken the view of you know everything is on the table as far as the case goes. We don't have a whole bunch of concrete information. Everything's on the table, and a lot of people don't understand the view that I take on that. Yeah, everything's on the table, and uh, if you disagree with one of my thoughts, then you're wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, when, when that gets destructive, that's that's an issue. But um, you know, when it when it stays friendly, that's fine. It's good to have that kind of debate. Yeah, I think so. And most times, it is it is friendly. People can get you know, upset. And I've watched, you know, and it tends to happen when I'm asleep because most people are on the East Coast and I'm West Coast. So I wake up to all sorts of messages that went on while I was asleep. I've seen a lot of people just work it out where they start out angry with each other. And it's like, you know, I get what you're saying. I just don't agree with you and drop it. That's good. Yeah. And then, and then there's people who, you know, just argue it and argue it. It's like, I, I've got to do something about this. Yeah. How much time do you spend dedicated per day or per week to this? Oh, I check in, depending on the day, every hour to every couple of hours. I know there was a, a story that had broke at one point when I was on a school field trip with my daughter. Yeah, I, I got a talking from the teacher for constantly picking up my phone. It's like, I got to make sure everything's okay in this thing. I'm I'm trying here. And, you know, so it it takes up a lot of my time. But you must get rewarded um, financially very handsomely for this. I wish. <laughs> no, pretty much, pretty much it's like, why didn't you approve my post two seconds ago? And it's like, I need time. You know, I'm not sitting here all day staring at my screen. Right, right. And you're everyone, I mean, there's hundreds of people that have different schedules than than your particular schedule, but they all think that your schedule is the same as their schedule, which is 24 hours a day. Um, so my, my joke about being rewarded handsomely financially for this was just to say and, and to emphasize that you're one of the individuals in this community that does this for nothing. I mean, say what you will, Tim and I essentially do this for nothing as well. We pay our bills, but we're not doing it for um, the the riches that are flowing in. And you're literally doing it for nothing. And that's a huge testament to you as a human being for, for your contribution. I might sound like I'm being hyperbolic here, but what you're doing is controlling a group of people that could get out of control and very uh, dangerous really quickly. Yeah. As I put it, and I've said it to people, you know, that I've talked to in the sub is it's kind of like herding cats. Cats. Have you tried to herd cats before? 
it's like herding cats and you just threw like a can of tuna in there too. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, everybody can be great. It's just, it's so many different varying personalities that are going on in there. Yeah. And then there's also people who create fake accounts who come in. It's like, oh my God, you people, you know, it's bad enough having to, you know, go through this sometimes and like mediate arguments. And it's like, so-and-so is not bad. And it's like, just give them a chance, agree to disagree, something. Uh, so there's 21,000 members of this sub. And currently, as we speak on Friday, uh, July 31st, uh, there's 46 people in the sub online um, right now. And uh, so when you say fake accounts, what do you what do you mean? Um, well, Reddit has it so you can, I mean, you can create accounts where, you know, you verify an email and that email is attached to the account. And then some people just create accounts that aren't their main account, the, the account that typically posts to the sub. I don't know why they do it. I mean, personally, as far as I'm concerned, one account, that's all I can handle. But yeah, I mean, they'll do it to to argue with people, essentially. I mean, so if I, if they start cussing somebody out or, you know, causing other mischief or spamming the sub, I ban them, but then they can come back on their regular account usually. Okay. So one of the primary purposes of creating a fake account is so that they can push the the boundaries and push the limits and the rules of the sub. And then if they get banned for a period of time, they still have multiple monikers or multiple accounts that they can go go back to as an alternative exactly interesting and how obvious is that to you as one of the moderators usually it's it's fairly obvious i can tell who's who and who's who's doing it a lot of times it's syntax people have have a tendency of when they do that on reddit they visit the exact same subs over and over and over again um there's actually three Mara Murray subs on Reddit with kind of big members, like, you know, several thousand, a couple of thousand. Usually new accounts will pop up on all three of them. It all depends on what they're saying on those, on those subs. And it's like, okay, I know who this is. And as long as they're obeying the rules, I don't care usually when they make it's, it's when they start breaking the rules or pushing the boundaries. And then it's like, I know. And then I report to Reddit for ban evasion usually because they've already been banned. Okay, well, that's vigilant. Good. So what are some of the rules that they would be breaking? I I guess specifically in reference to Mora's case. What would you see there that you'd say that is a violation? Really, a lot of the time it's when they start cussing each other out. I mean, maybe it's the mom in me, (laughs) but it really bothers me when people, you know, start cussing each other out. They'll sometimes spam the sub where they'll start responding to, you know, different people who are posting comments all over the sub with the exact same thing. Example off the top of my head is I hate Renner or Renner's a bad guy. And then it'll show up everywhere. You know, somebody's made a comment. It's like, okay, you made your point like the first time. I respect the fact you don't like them. I get that. But you only need to post it so many times. Okay, so uh, so some of this seems to be agenda driven too. Yeah, there's a there's there's that going on too, and that's kind of harder to pinpoint. Right, and I'm it's been crazy lately. I know uh, in the community that really the past um, really since the beginning of July, um, I will say things have kind of calmed down a little bit. But I guess I'm just curious your observations on the ebbs and flows of the community, especially the recent waves. 
I, I've been on edge only because I've been expecting a lot of the drama I've seen going on on Facebook or on Twitter showing up on Reddit. But it seems like a lot of people have been not bringing that over to, to Reddit. And I, I've made myself clear before because I've seen people get into arguments on Twitter, and then they bring it to Reddit, then they go back to Twitter, and I can only moderate what's on Reddit. You know, I'm not going to sit there and ban somebody for their tweet. And I, I've told people, it's like, it makes it really difficult on me to moderate what's going on on other social media platforms. And then you come over here and discuss it. And I mean, some of it has some of the like highlights, but not, you know, the actual fighting that's been going on has shown up there. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Thanks to our sponsors, and now we're back to the program. Wow, it's such an interesting world that existed for so long, and uh, also existed while we were doing Missing Maura Murray, and and while you know we continue to do that. I feel like you're you're like the puppet master or something with everything. I don't, I don't really like. I still don't really get it. Like I don't. I I understand that it's a community forum, and people um, will contribute with opinions and and. Like, at what point do you do you do you ever see like warning signs like this conversation or this particular uh, contributor is, I don't know, maybe sending out some indications that they're going to go too far? They usually they'll get aggressive in their comments. Sometimes I had one user that I actually like the guy. I thought the guy was nice, but you could tell there was a defensive tone whenever he was interacting with somebody who disagreed with him in the sub. And I kept talking about it, talking to him about it, giving him warnings. It's like, look, I understand where you're coming from, but you got to stop doing this. You're getting people angry and then you're getting angry and it's this whole big thing. And you just, you got to stop. Probably a couple of hours it would stop. And then, you know, he'd kick back up again. And, and then I issued a temporary ban. And it's like, I'm being serious about this. You got to stop, you know, yelling at people and being combative with your texts. And then finally just calling them, you know, just names. And it's like, that's just got to stop. What kind of reaction do you get when you tell somebody like that, something like what you told them? It varies. I know it was, it was funny. One time I banned two people from the sub for 24 hours just to get them to cool off their tempers. And I was like, both of you are arguing. Both of you need to stop. One person came back and said, okay, I'm sorry, you're right, and and left it at that. And the other person went back and told a whole bunch of other people, which kicked off this campaign, to, to remove me as moderator. <laughs> it's like, it was a 24-hour ban to calm tempers down. And, you know, I'm being yelled at. I'm getting these, you know, harassing messages of how I'm this horrible, awful person for banning somebody for 24 hours. Do you think people just don't understand the definition of moderator? That moderator means you have to be on my side? They, 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 I don't think they do. And sometimes I also think they think I have more power than I do. Like, I don't know where everybody's from unless they tell me. Right. 
you know, and, and it's like, you know, I know that you're responsible for this or, you know, we had this um, one time where there was a whole bunch of harassment going on in the sub and I got like extremely overwhelmed. By the end of it, we had um, reported to Reddit over 50 different accounts that were, you know, just personally attacking me, personally attacking some moderators I brought down to help me. Um, they created a subreddit to harass me. What? Yeah. And I mean, it, it was horrible. And my dog had just died like that day when it started. Oh, so <laughs> I got overwhelmed and I just, I did what I could. I reported everything to Reddit. You know, I filed reports every single time. And sometimes it would take me half a day to file all these reports. And finally, Reddit um, did a site-wide ban on all of them. Was this from um, the Maura Murray subreddit? Yeah. Wow. I mean, thank you so much for doing this and, and sticking in the community, especially after that. I mean, I think I think sometimes those efforts are to drive people away from the community. Uh, and that's probably obvious to, to your testament. Thank you, uh, you know, for staying. And, you know, I, we appreciate that. Thanks. I mean, really, I it was a commitment I made when I said I was going to be a moderator. Yeah. And, and I said, I'd do it. And so I, I'm sticking with it. I mean, better or worse at this point. How many other moderators are there on that sub? Four. Gotcha. Okay. So that's good. Between all of you, you can um, sort of tag team it if you need to. That's a good point. I never thought to ask that. I thought you would be the only moderator. I, I brought in a couple of moderators that I know from the true crime community on Reddit. They've organized a lot of the true crime reddits into, you know, kind of a group where we discuss what's going on in our subs and moderation, give us, give support to each other. I know the other moderators. I have been talking to them for a while before I brought them in and they're not involved in the ins and outs of the community itself. They're just strictly, you know, this is how it goes on Reddit. This is how you moderate on Reddit. And that's that. And you were mentioning something a little while ago that had been happening in the sub where people were creating an account and then getting banned immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. That was due to the, um, it goes back to the harassment that was going on. I typically, I don't ban people for posting in the sub. Even if I suspect that there's somebody I've already banned, as long as they keep to the rules, I let them be. But when the harassment was going on, you know, I was being called names, like just awful names that, you know, I'm not going to get into. But I just started banning and reporting when these types of messages came up. And I mean, they were really extreme. And Reddit got to the point where they just start, they, they came into the sub, Reddit admins, and they can see IP addresses. And, but they actually work for Reddit. They get paid. They they did a system IP ban on these people, so they couldn't post to the sub or Reddit at all under that IP address. Oh, great. Okay, so those people still can't post um, to the to the sub. They found workarounds. They're not allowed to post to that particular sub from that particular IP address that they. No, they're not allowed to post to Reddit. Oh, but they found a workaround. Yeah. And they've reset their IP or they're using some sort of IP software to get around the Reddit ban. And and just just be clear, we're still talking about specifically the Moore Murray sub. Yeah. Do you know who these people are in real life? I ha 
have general ideas. Um, some of them have been very vocal about, I got banned for no reason. And, and it's like, yeah, but you got banned like shortly after I'm filing my reports and you're the only one that's complaining about it. So two plus two is starting to equal four here. Right. I have a general idea. I'm pretty sure, but I, I try, I try really hard to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Wait, wait, any other uh, like like overall gen, uh, general observations of what's been going on? I know um, Bill Rausch has been a member of the Reddit community, the Maura Murray Reddit community now. I don't know how, for how many months, but um, he's been pretty active. What was that like when he first arrived? You had you had people in the sub who were really excited to see him posting to the sub answering questions that they had. And then I also was told by various members of the sub, they felt intimidated by him posting to the sub and they were not going to post to the sub while he was posting there. I mean, again, I give the benefit of the doubt. I try to be fair. Did they give you a reason as to why they might've felt intimidated that he was there? Because of the charges that were, or the court cases that he has going on. And they were fearful that he had already been on Reddit and he's been steering the narrative and, and stuff like that. And they were like, I, I don't want to be involved in that. I don't know what this guy can do to me. And it's like, you're you're just a stranger to him on Reddit. I don't think anything will happen, but you know, I can understand where you're coming from. That's really interesting because on Reddit, you have a username. No one needs to know your real name, correct? Correct. And Bill came in using his real name? And then people started to question whether he had been there before under a different name. Correct. Was it because his general voice, you know, as a as a writer on there sounded familiar? I don't know. Nobody really got into that much detail. Um, really, the ones that did, it was just that that's what they had heard, that he was on there before. And I was and asking me if I knew that. And it's like, I really don't know. To be clear... I'm not saying, and Tim's not saying, and you're not saying he had been on there before. You're just right. simply um, explaining the reaction to him being there under his real name from the other users on on the sub. Correct. Okay. And he was he being rude? Is that was that part of why they felt that way? No, he was actually he was being very polite. He was he was following the rules of the sub. He was being very polite with people when people would start arguing with him he'd just stop responding to the conversation it was just some people were just unnerved by him maybe it was the fact he used his name you know i mean but people are going to complain he doesn't use his name then it's he's hiding who he is on reddit but you know he uses his name and then people are intimidated by that was he being helpful overall yeah i mean i know somebody in the community on reddit made a I guess, greatest hits of, of the stuff that he had um, contributed to the community and the questions that he had, he had answered on there. And what was that like? Uh, sometimes I thought he was kind of evasive and, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to talk on this podcast about it or, you know, someplace else and stay tuned or I don't know if I can tell you. And I thought I, I was seeing a lot of that in the sub, but I mean, again, I, I wasn't stalking, you know, his profile or anything to see what what he was saying elsewhere. Can you uh, describe a little bit more in detail the greatest hits that you called it? So someone put together like a, a transcript or a collection of his comments? Yeah, it was um, pretty much, you know, this question here of when did he fly out to search for Mara? Where did he stay? And his responses to that and why he did certain things and... 
honestly, I didn't, I didn't go and look at it. I mean, it's kind of tough for me to sometimes follow along because I have to try to be as unbiased as I can in the community to moderate it. And I only have so much time in a day. So, you know, there's moderating and then there's living my life too. And um, sometimes they intrude on each other. So I, I don't really, I don't hunt down everything that I can. Yeah. Li- living your life is always uh, number one. You know, you have to make sure that's in, in order before you, you do this stuff. But um, as far as Bill's comments on his flight, uh, I have been paying attention to Reddit. I recently joined and uh, posted um, a transcript from one of the episodes we pulled recently. Yeah, Bill d- definitely seems polite out there. Um, the flight stuff is interesting. It seems like he must have flown somewhere from or from Oklahoma City to Hartford, Connecticut on February 11th, I, I take it, is is what I got out of that. Yeah. But still some questions there. You know, I mean, obviously the police must have this information. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I see that the community is still kind of uh, asking some questions about that. Yeah, I think because at one point he said he wasn't 100% sure. People jumped on that. Right. How do you go about separating yourself from being the moderator to maybe weighing in or having an opinion, you know, especially in this case where there's not like deliberate contradiction. I'm not saying that, but there's some information that is out there that is in one direction and maybe slightly a different direction uh, later on. Do you ever form an opinion? Do you try to like hold that back? There are times where I, I hold my opinions back. I mean, I think the view that I've taken that helps me a lot in trying to be fair to everybody is is that everything I truly believe everything is on the table. We should respect the other person on the other side of the screen and that they feel the way they feel due to their life experiences. I may not necessarily agree with what they're saying personally, but you know, at least have respect for what the people are saying. And that's something that I think is lacking at times is people just get so caught up on their own personal theories. And it's like, but we don't know if your theory is right. I mean, as much as you say that it's right, she still hasn't been found. You know, everything's on the table until she's found. And where are you leaning in in the mystery of Mora? It varies. I mean, right now my top thing is that she um she left her car and she either walked down the road and went and hid in the tree line or something, or somebody picked her up. And they could have dropped her off someplace else where something happened to her, or they could have done something to her. Has there ever been anything that you've read in that sub that you thought might be someone who knew more about her disappearance? Yes. Actually, I've had people um, message me things saying, hey, I like, I think one person said they thought they saw her and I could empathize with the person. And I mean, maybe it's a fact that, you know, I moderate it. So I'm immersed in the community on Reddit for, you know, most of the day, but I could have swore I saw somebody who looked exactly like her at my kid's school. I think that's her. My husband's like, just calm down. I was like, no, no, I think it could be. But deep down, I knew it wasn't her. (laughs) And, um, but somebody else had messaged me with the same concern and it, it sounded like something. So I passed it on to Julie. Good. And, um, you know, there was an amazing post that was on Reddit about, um, old Peter's road. And I messaged Julie about that one and sent it to her. Great. What was it about that one? Well, the the guy that had written up the post had professional searching experience um, performing missing person searches. He was, I mean, he, he knew what he was talking about. 
his resume on on that was amazing and it's like you have to talk to julie and i mean from from last time i talked to him this was ages ago he had said that he was having issues finding um you know what they had searched professionally and um the grid zone and he he was trying to track that down and nobody had information on that so i don't know where it ended up after that Right. Nobody had any information that could be found on the previous or the original search grids. Yeah. And that have taken place since then. Like he was looking for the specific maps. Uh, Okay. Who would have that? I have no idea. Probably fish and game. Fish and game. Yeah. I mean, they would have to. But I mean, I don't think Julie um, had that information herself. Yeah. I'm sure the police have that, too. Um, yeah, I wonder if they could, uh, if that could be turned over to the family. That seems harmless. I, I would think so. Well, not only does it seem harmless, it seems helpful. Because if you're going to be organizing searches in the future, two or three every year, you'd probably want to know what was been, what has been searched prior. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can search it again, but at least you'll know this is the third time I've searched it or the third time this has been searched or the first time. I find it really, really strange. I can't put my finger on exactly why these aren't readily available. I don't know. I mean, maybe it wasn't done professionally and it was just a casual look around and I know footprints in the snow keeps coming up. And so I don't know. I mean, it's confusing for me, but I watch a lot of forensic files. And they do that. They show that type of stuff going on all the time. I wonder. We had we had Rick Graves on a long time ago, and he was part of the original, I guess, independent search group. Uh, he, he, meaning he doesn't work for law enforcement. I wonder if they p- put something together. That might be an interesting question to pose to him. If they put something together, you'd think that they would have to. And I don't even know who I'm talking about when I say they. You know, I like some organizer, the family, law enforcement hands out uh, maps to people. The fact that that's not even available, this just blows my mind. It blows my mind that we learned something new about this case 36 minutes into a conversation and we've been looking into it for so long and, and we learned something new every single time we bring someone new on the show. I mean, it was just one of, I mean, I, I figured everybody had known. I mean, I've seen some people say I have maps and it's like, but we had somebody who's in the business of this and he didn't have the maps. Nobody had these maps like a couple of months ago. So, you know, where is this all coming from? Is it actually real? I don't know. I mean, I'm just seeing people talk about it. That's, that's probably the thing is separating fact from rumors. And, you know, somebody might have this information that goes on a lot. Interesting. As long as you've been doing this for Mora's community in Reddit, have you ever looked at other subs about other missing persons or other cold cases? And do you see any similarities or what are some of the biggest differences you see between Mora's sub and other ones that you've researched or you follow? I'm actually on several other Reddit crime subs only to see what's going on with them and how they are handling things and what the community is like there. And most time, most of the other true crime, it's a lot of people sharing information. They're not hoarding it or, you know, credit needs to be given where credit is due. It's a lot of brainstorming and people working together to try and bring as much information and attention to the case as possible. They're nicer, you know, I mean, I was helping a friend of mine who had to work and she's like, can you watch my sub for me? And I was like, okay. And I put up a message saying I was watching it 
and people started giving me Reddit medals just because I was I I introduced myself. And it's like, wow, I get harassment on mine. You guys like me. What is it about it? What do you think it is about that? That's that's like the difference of um moving from a, a city to the suburbs and when someone says hello to you, you're like, What do you want? You know, like what's <laughs> what's the difference? I think a lot of it comes down to the the community is large. There's a lot of people that you know, join various camps. If you like so-and-so, you can't like somebody else. If you agree with one thing somebody says and all of a sudden you're the enemy. That division and and then there there was one point where people were, were hoarding information like Pokemon cards. It's like, I know information, but I'm not going to tell you about it because it's my research. And it's like, well, why don't you just share it? Why don't you brainstorm with other people? The case isn't going to go anywhere until people start working together and sharing information. And, and that, that's just a fact, you know, you have people that, you know, will say one thing on Reddit and then go on Facebook and complain about how, you know, people disagreed with them and, you know, oh, I'm not really this way, but, you know, this is what I did over there. And it's like, just be yourself, share information. Not that hard sometimes. <laughs> it kind of makes you wonder whether or not the way that they said that they aren't, I'm not like this. You know, that's just the way I am when I'm over there. Maybe that's the way you are, though. And the and, and the other way is you putting on the mask, you know, that the, you being cordial and, and seemingly productive and compassionate. Maybe that's not really you. Maybe the real you is what you put behind the moniker on Reddit. Yeah, that's kind of kind of scary. And, and also these I find or I'm learning about these are the same people who will say that they're doing everything for Moore's memory and for the family. And then simultaneously they'll hoard the information because it's their research. Like when did it become there? When did it become about I, when it was always about Mora and the family, but that's like that weird shield that they hold up. And, and it's sad. It, it, it really, it really makes me sad when I see this going on where it's a competition and it shouldn't be a competition. We're all supposed to be here for the very same reason. And that seems to get lost lately. All right, Lance. So that was the interview with Trixie. What'd you think? Well, I thought she did a really good job providing us with certain information and then, you know, holding back other information just because uh, I think she was trying to be as respectful as possible and maybe not come across as so uh, alarmist. And, you know, but there was stuff that she did tell us off air that was also pretty shocking that she could have easily said on air. Uh, I thought it was incredibly informative. Like I said in the intro, I learned a lot just simply the inner workings of Reddit. Uh, that she taught me a lot with that and how powerful that platform can be. Well, it is actually a great place. Um, and the problem right now with the community is seems to be a select few people. Um, this kind of hacking is kind of uh, threats is bullshit doesn't happen in other cases. And uh, so there's good reason to believe and to dig deeper into who some people think are doing this and why. Because, again, why? What? What's the purpose? Got me. I mean, it's uh, we would need a team of psychologists to try to break that down. I mean, we've interviewed many people like Elizabeth Yardley, and we, we've interviewed uh, Dr. Shiloh and Dr. Scott from LA Not So Confidential, and we've had private conversations with them and others. 
just about the the mindset of someone like that and where that's coming from, why they're doing it, what their motivation is, uh, who are they really, you know? And that's the thing. It's like, well, they can pretend to be somebody else behind the screen. I'm starting to think, like, that's who they really are, and they're just pretending in real life. They're just pretending to people's faces who they really are. That's the Those are the people that write things like... Uh, what they did to Trixie and also what they wrote to Jamie, which you're going to read right now. Okay. I think it's important to read this and I don't want it to be a deterrent um, for people joining the community because again, it can be great. And there are a lot of great people and great discussions going on on Reddit and it is just a select few. So it's important to call them out. So we figure out who they are and what the purpose is. So anyway, here's this message to Jamie. You are one sick F pretending to be a woman on Twitter. You found pics of some hideous old lady with yellow teeth and a face like a horse, but then you admit you're really a dude on Reddit? That's effed up. Did you kill Mora? Is that why you're pretending to be an ugly old hag? Is this old woman your mother? Are you as ugly as her, you sick son of a bee? I bet you killed Mora, didn't you? I'm reporting you to authorities. No normal person pretends to be an elderly woman online. You sick F. It's incredible. It's incredible. And and like you said, this is not a thing to deter people from going to Reddit and joining the community. It's actually to encourage them to go there and join the community and be a positive voice because a thousand positive voices can silence this. Yes, shine a light. Exactly. And draw out the rats. Exactly. The thing that's going to keep this going is people leaving the group, saying, I, I can't do this anymore. And that's totally understandable. I, I want to make that clear. It's totally understandable if you feel overwhelmed by this. But this is just one person behind a keyboard who can literally write whatever they want and hit send and just face uh, maybe some consequences later on. And then they'll just create a new profile and come back again. But if everybody joins and stays there and, and unites, then they don't have a, a, a dog in the fight. They don't have oxygen for their fire anymore if you just take it away from them. And and that only comes in numbers. Everyone on that community, in this community, wants the truth. They want answers. We want to find where Mora is. There are some people, it seems like, that's not what they're after. They're after causing diversions, causing anarchy so and chaos. So, yeah, no, it's important. And uh, wh- one last thing about that message um, if the person there, like they said, uh, thought Jamie wasn't real, why, and the picture wasn't real, why insult her appearance? Exactly. They, they, they obviously know what they're doing. They're, 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 they're poking and prodding where they know they can uh, get a reaction. They can stimulate a reaction. Uh, and, and, and even if they didn't think that she was real, even if she wasn't real, even if she was going on there with a fake profile... Now you're saying, did you kill Mora? I bet you killed Mora. Like, what is going on? What? I mean, you can, you can, you can see the person typing this in your in your head, can't you? And 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 smiling when they hit send, like they just they nailed every, they nailed every element to to insult and uh, infuriate this person uh, to the point where she felt absolutely threatened. This community is bigger than a lot of other true crime case communities. It is better uh, in a lot of ways than a lot of other true crime communities because of the way we can rally and come together. It's remarkable. So please don't let these jerks spoil your time because shining a light, being a positive voice, 
looking for the truth will really make clear who is not looking for the truth. When a person goes missing, their loved ones often find themselves overcome with worry and grief. Bruce Maitland started the 501c3 nonprofit organization Private Investigations for the Missing because he knows this feeling all too well. When Bruce's daughter Brianna disappeared in March 2004, he was surrounded by licensed private investigators dedicated to finding her. Now his mission is to provide dedicated private investigators at no cost to other families of the missing, desperate for answers but without the financial means. Private Investigations for the Missing needs your help. To read the mission statement, make a donation, and keep up with our blog, visit us at investigationsforthemissing.org and follow us at PI for the Missing on Twitter and Facebook and Investigations for the Missing on Instagram. Because forever is too long to wait.